Hey everyone and welcome back to the Hubcast brought to you by MyPTHub, the world's number one software for coaches, personal trainers, gyms and clubs. My name's Ryan Hallett, I'm the head of support at MyPTHub and have the pleasure of hosting the Hubcast, which basically means I get to spend time at work picking the brains of the industry experts, not only from the health and fitness world but from the wider business sector too. So with that, let's get straight into it and start the show. Today I'm joined by David, who not only owns his own personal training and fitness business, DK9 Fitness, based in the UK, but is also the owner of FitPro Lead Generation, which he set up to help personal trainers and gym owners generate more consistent leads into their fitness business. So let's go straight into it. David, firstly, thank you very much for joining me today. It's much appreciated. Um, let's start off with like a little bit about yourself um, and your background and your business, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of all started off at university, graduated from university, moved straight into a job working full time. And the guy I was working for at the time was away in South America. He was away for about three months touring South America. And that's what kind of got me into wanting to run my own business. It was a case of I'm running his business for him. I'm setting this up, getting him clients and everything while he's enjoying life in South America, touring and everything. And I thought, you know what, I want to start running my own business moved back to North Wales, set up a football coaching business uh, for, for kids. We got into the, we got on the TV, we got in the newspapers, we got in a few places. But I realised it wasn't going to pay for a mortgage, wasn't going to pay for a decent car. So I thought I'd, I really have to change careers. I had a look at what I did at university, which was football, with uh, like personal training elements or fitness elements. So yeah. I thought, you know what, let's move into personal training. It's something I kind of know a lot about. I enjoy fitness and that type of thing. So we got into fitness, started the boot camp, and as most people will know listening to this, you print a load of leaflets, tell a load of people, expect everyone to turn up because you're now a qualified personal <laughs> trainer and no one is there. And you're just like, what? I'm, I'm, I'm a qualified personal <laughs> trainer. Why, why is no one literally biting my arm off to come and want to train with me? Um, then some mornings you might have 10 people turn up with paying you a fiver. You might have five or six people turn up. They forgot their money somehow. So they can't pay until next week. And it was a case of like, this isn't going to work. I'm not sure what I'm doing wrong here. But at the time, Holly, my partner, wanted to move back to Southampton where we originally met. Um, so we thought, you know what, let's just completely t- cut all ties with the boot camp in North Wales. I've barely got any clients anyway. Let's just move to Southampton. And about a week before I moved to Southampton, there was this guru at the time doing some fitness marketing course. And the first module was Facebook ads. I did that first module, opened up in Southampton, working out at someone else's gym, got my first 20 clients in my first two months, and it kind of just skyrocketed from there, really. Oh, that's really interesting. Like, So you, you the, the change in career initially started from like a money perspective, I suppose, then, rather than like that yeah. was like the sort of like the initial thought. Yeah, so like with the football, like with the kids and stuff, again, my my business knowledge back then wasn't great either. If I knew what yeah. I knew now, I would could have made that a much bigger success. But the way yeah. things were set up, I was paying staff too much. I was charging too little. The venues were charging me too much. There was no way yeah. I could make a decent living. Never mind being able to go to a bank and say I want to buy this house and they'd approve a mortgage. So it was a case of finding a career that I would want to do that I would want to enjoy that could then make enough money. And then as you, as you do, again, you see all these marketing yeah. employees, personal trainers earn 
10 grand a month. Personal trainers earn 100 grand a year. And, if, and I kind of just got yeah. hooked into that, not realizing how much work goes into it once you get qualified. Yeah. Yeah, and that's just a really honest thing to say. I love it. Like, I mean, a lot of people say, oh, I went into the fitness industry or personal training because it's something that I've always wanted to do, always aspired to be a personal trainer and help people. But, like, that might be the case. And, like, we, I think that's what a lot of per the majority of personal trainers think. But there's obviously that initial thing that's like, hey, well, money is so important. I need I need money to be able to live and do what I want to do. Um, but going let's into more, like, the Fit Pro Lead generation specifically, like, why you started it and what lead generation is actually all about for anyone that doesn't know yeah 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 so it's just just like your your personal journey or your boot camp or your personal journey, whatever you're doing in the fitness industry or in any industry really once yeah. you start getting success people start to ask questions so if you've suddenly lost a load of weight, you decide to become a personal trainer, people ask you, how did you lose weight? And you say, this is how I do it. And then it's case, why don't I just show you how to do it and I'll charge you. And that is how it kind of worked. We got to 20 clients really quickly. I took on the first staff member. And as you do in the fitness industry, you start adding loads of fit pros as friends. You've got friends. I literally got mm. friends all over the world. As fit pros, just you join in Facebook groups, you chat with them, you give them bits of advice here. And at the start, you know, obviously it's not an idea. It wasn't a business. It wasn't a, it wasn't planned. But people kept asking how we do it. And I was showing them, giving them tips. And someone said one day, can I just pay you to do it? And I thought, um, yeah, okay. It's just something extra. <laughs> I'll do it in between my clients. So then more people were asking and more people were asking. And then it got to a point where the the fit the the fit for lead gen's income like massively outdid the gym stuff um but i didn't want to give up the gym and like yeah. go back to the story of why i got started and we all need to do this in in our fitness business and literally in any service based business really you have to have a reason for the type of why you want to work with that type of person and like yeah. when i started the boot camp i said the boot camp was open to anybody and everybody so i was get people who want to lose weight people who wanted to gain weight people that wanted to get ready for a wedding people that wanted to get ready for a marathon and so my sessions didn't really make sense my marketing was all over the place so when i moved to southampton yeah. yeah i did the marketing course on facebook ads but i had to really fine tune who i wanted to work with and why i wanted to work with them because then mm. when i'm talking to these prospects when i'm sharing uh, why I set this up, what the program's about, what you're going to get from the program. It's literally talking to them. So everything we yeah. did, I based it on my mum, over 30s women, oh, no. kids who work full time, yeah. who never have time for themselves. And when I said that keyword, never have time for themselves, that instantly clicked in their head and they thought, wow, yeah, this guy knows me. He knows what my life is like. I want to do his program. And that that is, that is so important that most people kind of they kind of skim over it or they do a little bit of it yeah i'll just work with yeah. over 30 but they don't go super deep to really be specific because when you get specific people are like do i work with this guy who trains anybody or do i work with this person who really works with only this type of person and that means you can charge a little bit more and yeah. you get better quality clients because they want to come to a specific person yeah yeah, it's, I think it's so important to have like that. So like we'll go back to it on a couple of podcasts that I've done before, like brand awareness and like that is your brand, isn't it? Like your yeah. 
like you're training a specific sort of person that firstly you want to train you know you're good at training and like you can then concentrate on that but from like a business point of view like I suppose you've just like picked up as you've gone along then really like like you've learned from each step that you've gone through and like yeah yeah it's 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 literally crazy like we we took on another employee just before this last lockdown and she did three weeks in the office now she's obviously working from home (laughs) come straight from university as a marketing specialist and it's literally crazy she's done three years at university but the knowledge that she needs for the real world stuff is so different to what she's been taught at university and it's it's actually really scary so my university course was in football studies was all based around football a few of my clients yeah. uh, a few of my friends at university were successful and i've been able to go into some top premier league clubs and when you speak to them it's like what we did at university was like is like nowhere near what we do actually in a professional football club and it's the same when you get into the business world what you need to learn what you need to do what you what actually goes on is so different to what people say it is yeah mm. Is there any course that's similar to this on in, in university, like sort of like lead generation and in courses, but I'm guessing they again will talk about spreadsheets and your bank balance and cash flow and all this type of stuff. Yeah. But it's until you hit those issues, you, you don't know how to react, you don't know how to do it, and then yeah. If you obviously want to get better, you research, you speak to people, you build networks, you build contacts, and you start learning this stuff. And that's literally how you develop, yeah. Yeah, yeah amazing. I, I mean, going back more into it, the I think what a lot of people might find scary and things that you or things that you might see when people come to you initially is where to get started like so as a personal trainer or maybe I'm like brand new into the industry I've just passed my or got my qualification and it's like okay well what do I do like where, where where's the best place to go like what's the sort of advice that you give to people when they're first starting out yeah definitely that would be the first thing like what we did in Southampton it was pick a target audience don't mm. be that one person that handyman that does absolutely everything if your if your washing machine is broke, you don't just get a general handyman to come in and fix the washing machine. You go and find a specific plumber who specializes in fixing washing machines. And it's yeah. exactly the same with you. Don't be the person trainer that works with everybody and anybody. You will have to charge a lot less. You'll got a, you'll get some of the worst type of clients. But when you are a specialist, you can charge more. You can take on better quality clients who will stay with you and get better results so if there's one thing anybody's watching this needs to really consider it is try and specialize in something or try and move into a specific area that you enjoy coaching and that would be the same thing like you want to you think i work with over 50s men i don't enjoy training guys and don't go into it Pick a niche that you enjoy training, that you can have a good laugh, that you can build a good relationship and that you know you can get results in. Yeah. So so when I think of lead generation, I like one of the main things that I think of, I reckon probably a, a large percentage of personal trainers would think of the same, is paid social media. Yeah. Um, what sort of advice do you give to like personal trainers just starting out? And I, th- I think that there's often a fear that this might end up being really expensive or a waste of money um, quite commonly. And obviously the last thing you want to be doing is wasting money when you're 
like brand new into the industry, probably haven't got a lot of funds floating about. Um, what do you usually give to your clients on this? And like, have you seen much success with paid social media? <laughs> That's literally all we do is paid social media. We've got like literally clients all over the world that we do it for. Oh, but, um, the, 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 the hardest part is when someone's get going, they get, they get excited quickly. And literally I do this all the time. I see something new and I buy it instantly thinking it's going to literally change the world. But yeah. when you don't know what numbers to look out for, you don't know what to get in return. So if Facebook is saying your post is doing well, let's boost it. And you put £10 on it, you get no inquiries, you get no likes, you get no comments. Then you're thinking Facebook ads doesn't work. But what you didn't realize is you didn't know the numbers you were supposed to be looking for. You don't know the setup or how it should actually look. And this is kind of where people get a little bit lost when it comes to marketing. They just put anything out and hope for the best, where if you can fine tune it and run a specific type of offer to a specific type of person, you're going to get much more success from it. So is there a better social media or does it depend on the business once again? Um, it's not really down to social media at all. Social media is just like channels. So you've got Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Facebook groups, LinkedIn. They're, they're just platforms that you can post on. It would be how you would run paid advertising on those platforms, which would dictate how successful uh, your advertising campaigns are. Obviously, paid advertising. Uh, organic advertising is completely different. You could be the type of person that spams absolutely everybody, jumps in everybody's DMs, adds everybody as a friend, comments in everybody's post and build up. And that could be your advertising strategy. Or if you ran paid advertising, you could literally just run simple lead generating Facebook ads, collect their name, email address and phone number and just phone people. And that is what I would say to most people. If you don't have time and you don't want to be spamming everybody, commenting everybody's posts, liking everybody, like literally emailing everybody, spending hours and hours and hours, why not just put £5 on Facebook ads which are generating name, email address and phone number? You do that, takes 10 minutes in the morning, put £5 on, you get one person apply, and then you carry on with day coaching clients, doing whatever you need to do. And all you need to do then is phone one person. You don't need to be spamming everybody, chasing everybody, creating a million Facebook posts, doing Instagram stories every five minutes and all that type of stuff. You just need to put £5 on, get one lead, phone that lead up and try and sell to them. Yeah. So... Well, something that obviously I get asked a lot, and to be honest with you, I never really have the right or wrong answer for this. And it's because obviously when it comes to software, like they, like you can manage obviously your clients. And, and a lot of the question or a question I get commonly asked is about websites and do I need to have a website? What's your sort of opinion on a personal trainer having a website and how, how can you generate leads from having a website? Or is that go through the social media once again? Yeah, so last week, literally all our focus on last week was social uh, was websites. So we covered like five steps to launching a website, five pages you need on a website. And then the Wednesday topic was the one website page every person needs. And you really don't need a website at all. Like you could just mm. run Facebook ads or LinkedIn ads or Google ads or Twitter ads, whatever you wanted to. Get someone to give you a name, email address, phone number, phone them up and sell to them. It really is that straightforward. The benefit is, though, you've spoken to them, you've booked them in for a consultation, they jump on Google, type in your business name, and nothing pops yeah. up. Then they're wondering, is this a real business? Why can't I find this person's website? 
does he not have a website? Is is someone trying to con me here? So like we were said, like last week we said, even if it's just one page, has a little bit about you, a little bit about your offers, some of your success stories, how to contact you. That is literally all you need, almost like a brochure website, almost like a flyer yeah. that you'd put out through somebody's door. Just so someone can come and they know you're a real person. They then can go and check you out on Facebook and Twitter. You know, yeah, this guy is an actual real person. He posts once a day. He's got a decent looking website. He's got a proper business email address. He must be real. And that is usually where it is because well, if you've run ads before, people who listen to this will know when someone comments, how much is this? Is this a real program? This is all lies. These are the type of comments you get. We're in a world now where people don't trust each other. So if you can just have one page on the internet that kind of says a little bit about you. So when someone Googles you, you pop up. It's going to build so much more trust quickly. So yeah. whether they'll turn up for the consultation or you might have seen your advert. They don't do anything with the advert. They Google you, find your website, read a little bit about you, maybe check out one of your blogs, submit their details for more information. And then you've generated the lead from your website, yeah. At what point do you usually see personal trainers coming to you for, for help? Is it like when they first start out? Is it like, or have they been going for a number of years and it's like they've may, mainly been doing one-to-one and now they're thinking, actually, maybe I need to start going online a little bit or, or something like that. What, at what stage do you usually see a lot of trainers come for help? So we have two different programs. We have a, a teach you how to do it and we have a done for you type of do it. And obviously the teach you is a cheaper version compared to the done for you stuff. And like you said, it really is. We get people who've literally just got qualified today. They might have been following me for a while because or following what we do for a while because they've been qualifying and they want to get ahead of the game. So most people know when they want to become a personal trainer, they start researching how to get clients as a personal trainer, how to get your first client as a personal trainer, how to build your fitness business up. So they might discover me or somebody else while they're getting qualified, chat to us, speak to us. So once they get qualified, they then need to find those clients. So they may come in on one of our cheaper programs. So literally people, they can get qualified today, find out about us, know that we can help them generate leads and come into our lower end. Our done for you, our Facebook ad stuff. People know that's going to be an expensive service. So that is usually people who've been going maybe a good year or someone who's just opened a facility or somebody who wants to take the marketing stress away from themselves. And then they just hand it over to someone else to do it for them. So there really is no um, time frame of how long you've been in the fitness industry. And there's no difference as well in age of a fit pro. You've got people literally just qualified at 18, 19 jumping in. And we've got some like some of our oldest fit pros coming in at like 55, 60, who are still coaching clients who jump in as well. So as long as you want to develop and grow your business, people will always be searching for ways to do it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely agree. So for um, so obviously the, the, the two that you offer and like the people that come into you are sort of all ages and all parts of all, all like different qualifications i suppose when people come to you do you want them to have their brands as such like um, their target audience already set or is that something that you might help them with or is it what sort of thing yeah. would you like that's usually, come to you with that's usually the first thing we say to most people and that's usually why most people come to us if you've already got your target audience sorted you kind of attract clients in 
So with any social media post you do, with any email you do, with any podcast you do, you have one specific aim. You talk to the people that you want to attract and you repel the people you don't want into your business. So if you are the type of person who works with everybody and anybody, when you're putting a message out this week, let's talk about how to get a six pack for your beef holiday. That's going to repel the ladies over 40 with children that want to lose weight, that want to lose weight. But then your next week, you might talk about how to lose weight in your 40s. And that's then going to repel the guys that want a six pack for their beef for holiday. So you're not really convincing anybody that you're the right person for them. And it literally goes back to that thing. If you talk about over 30s women that want to lose weight, you're going to attract those type of people and repel the people who don't want those results. So if you've got a target audience and you always talk specifically about that target audience, you will always bring in, you will you will always attract people into your business. I mean, I, I don't think we could have a podcast right now without talking about the elephant in the room, which is the, the pandemic that we're currently going through. Um, I mean, we've definitely seen a big shift in trainers wanting or needing to take their business online for the first time. I mean, we can see that firsthand here at my PT hub. Yeah. Um, have you found your clients trying to do the same like have you seen some sort of like recurring theme over the last 12 months it's it's a difficult one it really is a difficult one so me being a studio owner compared to somebody who's just doing personal training the the way you want to grow your or move your business is quite a bit different we decided mm. at the studio that we don't want to take on or do an online program we're just getting our coaches coach our clients on zoom do zoom quizzes do come down with dk9 we've got the dk9 lottery we've got dk9 one minute olympics we've got a load of stuff going on weekly to keep our client base intact when we can reopen because we have no interest to move online and this is similar to most businesses whereas some people might consider this as the opportunity to move away from face to face and move into the online kind of online system itself so it's not like everybody's diving into online to kind of keep them yeah. going. Some people are kind of just, what would you say, like putting their fence down, making sure that they're stuck. So when we get to reopen, they can reopen again with all their client base. And some others are thinking, you know what, let's actually try and launch an online program at the same time mm. or move specifically just into online. Mm. So, I mean, it's really interesting to hear your side of it, actually, How, like from the because you've got both. <laughs> like you've, you've got the option of both. Like you help people that want to go online and maybe attract clients that way. But then also you've got your own business, which is you're set in stone and you're happy with your one to one and like having your gym. And when you when we're hopefully able to open again soon is that everything will kind of just fall back into place. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's really interesting to hear, like from your point of view as a owner of a gym and obviously from the um fit pro as well so with that in mind um what advice do you have for these trainers that are still looking to take their business online like where where do you think right now that they should start and like how do they find their customers is it through social media and paid ads and or is it some other method to start with okay yeah so online is so 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 much harder than face to face i i can't stress how much different it is so if you're doing face to face and you you're seeing all these people post on facebook and say it's really easy going online be surprised it is so 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 much harder the best example is 
you've got a consultation, someone sat in front of you, you've offered them a coffee, you're having a chat. It's so easy to build no like and trust KLT. It's so easy to build no like and trust. When you're running your paid advertising, you can literally put a picture of the football stadium in your local town so they know that this place is local to them. You can explain where we are in the city so they know where you are. So no like and trust is so much easier to be built when it's face to face. Whereas if I'm sat here in Cardiff and I'm trying to advertise to over 30 females in Vancouver, in Canada, literally the other side of the world, they literally have no idea where Wales is. They probably don't even know Wales is a real country to begin with. They've never seen me before. They don't know. They probably don't understand my accent properly and all this type of stuff. So it's so much harder to build no like and trust. Once you've built no like and trust, it becomes so much easier then because they literally know you, they like you, they trust you, and then they're going to be happy to buy from you. So please, if you are thinking that going online is really easy, it really isn't. So again, we did a post about this um, this week or last week about the systems we would say for anybody that wants to go online. So when you start running paid advertising or just not even paid advertising, just anything, start off with the most basic form of awareness, get them to know you because you've literally, they, yesterday they had no idea who you are, today they've just come across you. So they're not going to buy from you instantly. So give them something for free. Get them to know a little bit about you. Ebook, some videos, some blog posts, some success stories on the Facebook page. Get them, get them to know your name. That starts the no phase. They get to know you then. They start researching about you, but they still don't like you and they still don't trust you. And that's then where we start building on it. Can we get them onto your email list? Can we get them into your free Facebook group? Can you maybe add them as a friend on Facebook to build that like phase? Once you start building that like phase with daily emails, weekly emails, great content, great blog posts and all that type of stuff, you've built the like and you start working on the trust. And then eventually people will buy from you. So we had a guy join the FitPro portal uh, this week. He's been following me for eight months. Eight months ago, he first found out about me. And you, you know I mean, he's online. He's literally based in the UK, so it's not far away. But it's taken him eight months to feel like he knows, likes and trusts me enough to want to pay me £47 a month, which is literally small, small money. So, yeah. Don't be going cold and charge like a thousand pounds to someone who's literally known you half an hour because you will struggle, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's just like a really honest thing to say. And I think a lot of people, I, I suppose it's with anything, like it's like when you've got an idea in your head and you think it's a very good business idea, which a lot of the time it is. Um, it's not always as easy as it seems. And there's a lot of work and hard work that goes into it from both aspects, from both one-to-one and also online. And as, as long as you're happy to put the work in and the time and the effort, then hopefully, obviously, um, especially with everything that's going on right now, the results will happen for you. Yeah, I couldn't um, more. The best, the best example, literally what we're doing right now, if I started off yesterday and I wanted to start helping personal trainers generate leads for their business, there's no way my PT hub would ask me to come on and share my thoughts and what I know on a podcast that's going out to thousands of people or maybe hundreds of thousands. How many people get listened to this? Thousands. We've got thousands of listeners at the moment. So literally, you would not trust me to come on and share my knowledge because I literally just started yesterday. But I've been talking to your one of your team 
And she says she's been following me for a while now. And now you have eventually invited me after you know, like, and trust me enough to come on and share my knowledge with you. Because if I share the wrong thing, I might damage your reputation. And that's what people are thinking. If I work with this personal trainer and he damages me in some way, he hurts me or gives me the wrong diet or something, then I'm going to be in trouble. So you, they have to feel comfortable that the results that you've got other people, the concept that you put out there is trustworthy enough that they know that if they work with you, they can actually get results and not waste money. For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I can assure you, it's it's you that's getting the listeners, not me. <laughs> it's not going to be me by any means. No, but it's really like, like, well, firstly, David, it's been like so much appreciated to join me and obviously get your thoughts and um, exactly like well, your business as well, both of them. Um, and obviously they're quite different, but the same, if that makes sense. <laughs> so, and it's good to hear like two different sides of it, especially like during this tough time. Um, I mean, if anyone ever has any questions for you that's listening to this, I guess you've got an Instagram page or something or, or, or something they can get, just ask a question if they've got any concerns that you're happy to respond to them with. Yeah, yeah. So literally, as you have to be, you have to have all these social media channels. We've got Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Facebook <laughs> group and everywhere. So literally oh, just type man. in FitPro Lead Gen. Or if they actually want to properly connect with me, just type in I am David Kyle. The website will pop up. The LinkedIn, the Facebook and all that will pop up. But yeah, if it's me, Holly, Elsie, Willow, uh, Ella, literally any of us are happy to chat with anybody really, you know. That's amazing. David, thank you so much. Um, it really is appreciated. And I think that will give uh, or open a lot of people's eyes um, at the moment into what it is that they're going to do and how they're going to get more clients. So um, thank you very much for joining me, David. No worries, Ryan. Thank you for having me on.